Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, uh, uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son... And who do you think was dressed up as the grandmother? Uh, Goldilocks? No. Not the wolf? Yes. Oh, boy. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired November 3rd, 1940, and it's called The Creeper. Who knows what evil lurks in the heart of men? The Shadow who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the shadow, Cranston is gifted with hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's story, The Creeper. Come on, what's today and you fellas? That number three gang is Fallon 2301. We'll catch him. Hey, don't worry about us. Gilbert Craig, they only work on little trees. No big fella like this. Well, Pierre, I can't tell that to Mr. Moore. You know the boss, he'd fire me and get another foreman. So come on, let's get some more work done. Get that axe, busy, Dermot. Oh, what do you think I'm doing? Kindling? we got to be careful, Monsieur McCraig. Too many accidents lately. We hurry, we get careless. We get careless. We hear laugh of Creeper. Do you believe that Creeper legend too, Pierre? Why not? Every time accident happens, somebody hear the Creeper laugh and then see him crawling away through the woods. Yeah, that's right, Max. 
Every time somebody's been pinned under a fallen tree, the little twisted body of the creep has been standing by watching it happen. And worst of all is that inhuman laugh of his. Well, creeper or no creeper, we got work to do, and I see... Look! Look up on the side of the hill! Moving through the underbrush! What is it? Can't you see? That hunched over figure. It is the creeper. Yes, I guess you... Hey, look out! That tree's out in the hall! Timber! It's falling the wrong way! Number three gang is right in his path! Look out, you fighter! Look out! Timber! Went it right on them! Pinned across their backs! Suckling, man! Quick! Quick! We must help them! Well, well, run back to the camp and get us some more! Right! <laughs> The creeper again. The creeper did it. Look. See him standing on the hill. Now do you believe in his evil spirit, Monsieur McCraig? Yes. Yes, I guess I do. This last accident was beyond coincidence. I have no idea what a relief it is to get away, even for these few hours from that crowd at the lodge. Now, I know what you mean, Margot. Oh, Squanto, would you keep the boat close to the shore, please? Too many floating logs in the middle of the river. Mm. Oh, you lovely grunt. Margot, he can hear you. No, but he has. Every question that we've asked since we left the lodge, he just answered, mm, like that. <laughs> he just says that to keep his franchise in the Indian Guide Union. Oh, oh man! Someone's calling to us from the shore. Yeah. Uh, pull over and see what he wants, Squanto. Mm-hmm. Oh, those particular grunts had a better quality than usual, don't you think? <laughs> Margo, if you keep on, Squanto will be eyeing your scalp. Oh, don't be silly. I'm sure he's been grunting right along for my special benefit. He thinks they're fascinating. Don't you, Squanto, those... Mm-hmm. Now, there you see. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you can pull right up here to the bank. Yes, we'll do that. wonder what he wants, Lamar. I don't know. Seems to be several men there standing around a fallen tree. If you just pull up alongside, your guide can tie up. Is there anything wrong here? Yes, we've had an accident. Two men pinned under a falling tree. Here, let me help you out. Oh, thank you. I I didn't mean you, miss. I think you ought to stay in the boat. It's not a very pleasant sight. Well, I'd rather come ashore. I might be able to help. All right, very well. I'll give you a hand, Marco. Right. Yeah, that's it. Are the uh, men badly hurt? Well, one of them is dead. Oh, no. The other, I believe, has a broken hip. I thought if we could use your launch, we could get him downstream to a doctor. Well, it might be best not to move him until the hip bone is set. I've had some experience with such things. I might be able to help him. Good. Uh, by the way, my name is Bayard Morse. I'm the owner of this lumber How do you do, Mr. Morse? Uh, this is Miss Lane, and I'm Lamont Cranston. How, How do you do, do, you do Miss Cranston? Uh, Mr. Cranston. Uh, uh, yes, Quanto. I help, too. Uh, I know. Uh, good. Come along. How is he, Mac? Uh, uh, Mr. Fair. Uh, this is my foreman, Bill McCraig, Miss Lane, Miss Cranston. How do you do? Let's have a look at this fella. What can I do, Lamont? Yeah, there's some water there. You can hold his head and bathe it while we try to set the bone. All right. I make flint. Uh, good, Squatter, good. Uh, sorry, old man, but uh, we have to move you. Oh, uh, the pain. You hold his arm, Craig. Mr. Morris, uh, you hold his other leg. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, just a bit more. Yeah, I think that does it. Flint ready, Squatter? Break one more stick. Flint, be ready. Good. Now, we use that rope in the boat. I'll get it, Lamont. Uh, you can get the other men back to work, Mac. I don't think they'll do any more work today, Mr. Morse. Why not? Well, this is the fourth accident this week. The men don't like it. They're scared. Oh, but there are always accidents at a lumber camp. Not this kind of accident. Oh, what do you mean? I mean the creeper. The uh, creeper. Well, now, that's a silly superstition, McCraig, and you know it. Yes, yesterday I'd have agreed with you, Mr. Morse. But now I don't know. I'm beginning to think maybe he's an evil spirit. 
He's put the jinx on the whole job. Oh, nonsense. Uh, what's the trouble, Mr. Morris? Oh, the men are upset because we've had a series of accidents and deaths lately. They blame them all on the legendary character who's supposed to be seen when each mishap occurs. This mythical being is called the Creeper. I see. And is he a mythical being? Why, of course. Uh, I hate to contradict you, Mr. Morse, but you're wrong. Uh, Today, just before this tree fell, I saw the Creeper. Oh, now listen, Mac, have you fallen... <laughs> Margot, what's wrong? Oh, look, look on the other side of the river. That horrible, twisted uh, creature peering out of the underbrush. No, That's no. him. That's the creeper, boss. Oh, keep away. Keep the creeper Steady, away. Steady, old man. Steady now. Oh. Yes, he is a weird-looking individual. All bent over. Say, what's that standing beside him? It's harder to tell. It, it looks like a giant bear. Mitsugima. That's Mitsugima. What are you saying, Squanto? One you call creeper is Indian forest spirit. Mitsugima. Father of bears. He has come back. Mr. Gima has come back. Oh, what is this Indian trying to say? What do you mean, Mr. Gima's come back, Squanto? Mr. Gima, spirit of forest. You white man chop down three. Three belong to Mr. Gima. He punished white men by death. Well, Mr. Gima or the creeper or whatever he is, is not going to stop the work I'm doing here. I have my entire fortune tied up in this lumbering operation, and if the men won't fell the trees, I'll be ruined. Now, Mac, you've got to get them back here. I'll try, Mr. Morse. Miss Cranston, would you and Miss Lane care to help me bring this man back to camp? Well, surely we'll be able to. Creepers is appearing over the hill. Oh, that laugh was weird, Mr. Morris. Yes. Mr. Morris, I'll be delighted to return to camp with you. I am most curious to learn more about the legend of the creeper. Coffee, Miss Lane? No, thank you, Mr. Morse. You, Miss Cranston? Yes, I will, please. All right. Now, about the creeper again. You say that he's been seen at every accident that happened? I believe so. Is that right, Mac? Yes, everyone, according to the men. And I myself saw him at the last death. You know, that bear of his would explain the crawl to death of Jim Martin last week. Uh, tell me, why hasn't he ever been uh, apprehended? Well, the men are scared of him, for one thing. And for another, he's always far enough away for a quick getaway. Well, I should say the first thing to do is to capture him. Yes, yes, then the men would feel better about walking. Well, that's easier said than done. I know that none of my gang would go within shouting distance of him, let alone organize a search. Well, perhaps we wouldn't need your men for the search. I, for one, would be glad to volunteer to hunt for him. Oh, say, that's mighty nice of you. We've got to put a stop to this thing some way. If the men should quit now, I'll just go bust, that's all. What was that? Creeper again. That's his lot. Yes, what is it? Yeah, the Canuck just fell into a covered pit and landed in a pile of sharp stakes. Oh, oh, oh. good heavens. Come on, McCray. You better stay here, Margo. It won't be a pleasant sight. No, I'm coming along, Lamar. It was the creeper, Mr. Morris. It was the creeper that done it to him. Yes, I just heard his laugh. Where is he at? Uh, right over here, back at the house. The men are uneasy, Mr. Morris. Yes, so I see. All right. All right, clear path, men. Come on, boys, break it up. Is, is this the pit? Uh, take a look, Mr. Morse. You'll see what's left of Pierre LeBlanc. Oh, the creeper's done it. It's the creeper's fault, I tell you. Uh, oh, you know, but that's just a creeper. We ain't none of us working anymore to let creepers done away with. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute, men. Mr. Morse here is going to organize a hunt for the creeper right away. Yeah, well, he ain't taking me along. Uh, all right, all right. All right, nobody's asking you to join the search. We'll take care of that ourselves. And we'll catch the creeper and turn him over to the authorities. Nobody catch Mr. Gima. Squanto, keep out of this. Mr. Gima, spirit of wood. If you try to catch him, everybody die. Ah, you hear that, fellas? The Indian know what he's talking about. Shut up, all of you. Go back to your cabin. We'll tend to this thing ourselves. All right, get 
Jake, I want you to sleep well tonight. The creeper has work to do tomorrow. I need your help. What would people say if they saw the creeper without his bear? Maybe the fools wouldn't believe that silly superstition about Michigema, eh? <laughs> uh, that's it, now, eating. No, 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 wait. That mostly's mine. Now, Tim, just because we share the same plate, that doesn't mean that you should be greedy. No, you're as greedy as a bear. Now, that's because you are a bear, eh, Tim? What was that? I hate to interrupt your dinner, Creeper. Hey, who spoke? I spoke, Creeper. Uh, who are you? Where are you? I am called the Shadow. I stand right here beside you. Beside me? Yes, but don't bother to look for me. By my hypnotic power, I've made myself invisible to your eyes. Well, that's not right. You shouldn't do that, should you, Kate? I have come here seeking information from you, Creeper. Information? We have no information, have we, Kate? <laughs> Not even about the series of accidents that have happened lately at the lumber camp? I don't know what you mean. Why don't you come out where I can see you? I prefer to remain invisible. <laughs> you hear that, King? He prefers to remain invisible. <laughs> invisible to me, perhaps, but not to you, hey, King. You can see him, can't you? Another boy. That'll do you no good. That'll do you no good You don't expect us to believe that a man was pinned under a tree unconscious, maybe dead, and then he could get up and walk away in one minute flat, do you? But, Mr. McCraig, the creeper must have come and taken him. Ah, uh, the creeper didn't come here. He's sound asleep in his shack up on the mountain. How do you know? What? Then never mind. I know that the creeper didn't fell this tree, that's all. Early, it seems you put your nose in where it doesn't belong. But if you think the creeper has your boyfriend, let's all make a little visit to the creeper's shack and find out. Take, take me to the creeper? That's right. Well, now, please, and I... And if your Mr. Cranston is not there, we'll leave you with the creeper to await his arrival. He and his wild bear should be excellent companions. Lucky shadow, the king hasn't killed you yet. But he will when he gets hungrier. We'll see. But Craig sent you, didn't he? Why do you ask that? Because he wanted to complete his revenge. He's found out at last who I am. Has McCraig also told you why I'm called the Creeper? I've tried to explain. Well, he could have. He gave me this twisted body, as well as the name of the Creeper. How did he do it? You know as well as he that I was crushed by a tree. When McCraig and Dermot used their murderous methods a few years ago on another lumbering job. They... they deliberately crippled you? They deliberately crippled me. Me and a half a dozen others. The others died. They left me for dead, too. But King... stole them, didn't you, King? King saved my life. This animal saved your life? Yes. He pulled the tree off the body of what was left of Frank Barton and made him... The Creeper. But why have McCraig and Dermot done these things? What can they gain by it? They wanted to frighten the lumbermen away. Then they can buy up the timberland for almost nothing and work it with their own crew. 
Why should I tell you what you already know? What makes you think that McCraig sent me here? Because I've kept my identity from him until now. He's called on me but failed to recognize my twisted body as his former employee, Barton. He thought that the creeper was a mad hermit of the woods who unwittingly has helped him to frighten people away. Yes, I know that's true. Yes, well, perhaps I am mad. Yes, perhaps I am. But I'm going to surprise McCraig and Dermot very soon with my real identity and surprise him in a very lasting way. But first, King and I had best dispose of you once and for all. Creeper. If you do as I say, your revenge against McCraig will be complete. I'm getting my revenge, don't worry. Now listen to me, Creeper. You've got to give me this chance. You didn't have a very good dinner tonight, did you, King? You're hungry now, aren't you? Well, suppose then you prepare yourself for a real meal. Creeper, listen to me. Creeper, you've got to listen. Well, here we are at the Creeper Shack. Oh, you can't bring me in there. I won't go in. Oh, yes, you no, will. No, let me go. Creeper! Creeper! Open up! Who's there? Mind if we come in for a minute, Creeper? We brought along a playmate for you and the bear. Oh, I see. Bring her inside, Dermot. Come on, girlie. Oh, let's go. Ow! Uh, this young lady has been so curious about you, Creeper. We thought it was high time you two met, right, Dermot? Yeah. In fact, she may decide to stay. That's very nice. We like company here for a while. Oh. Look, Creeper, keep that bear at a distance, will you? Oh, you need not fear, King. What was it you were saying? Just that you know what to do with her if she becomes troublesome. <laughs> oh. What was that? Not quite so fast, McCraig. Huh? Who is that? I spoke to you, McCraig. I thought King took care of you. Not yet, Creeper. Not yet. Where's that voice coming from? What kind of a trick is this? What's going on here, Creeper? You should know, McCraig. Don't turn to the Creeper for help. He's never seen me either. But allow me to introduce myself. I am called the Shadow. The Shadow? I've heard of you. What are you doing here? I've been awaiting your arrival, gentlemen. I have a number of questions to ask you about the murders in the lumber camp. Listen, Shadow. We may not be able to see you, but you're not scaring us, understand? I have no intention of scaring you. I'm going to leave that to my friend, the Creeper. The Creeper? That harmless fool? <laughs> that harmless fool, McCraig, is the twisted remains of a man who was once known as Frank Bart. Frank Bart? Now he's dead. That's what you thought. But your murderous scheme didn't work in his case, did it, Creeper? No, no. Surprises you, doesn't it, McCraig? My lord, you are Barton. Look, Barton, you're all wrong if you think you're right. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting so long for this moment, McCraig. I've dreamed of meeting you in Dermot just like you. Come on, Mike, let's get out of here. All right, you're down. King! What are you doing? Stand by the door, King. No one is leaving here now. Wait, Creeper. Let me handle this. Oh, no, thank you, Shadow. This is my party. He's mad. The man is mad. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, I'm mad. But not so mad that I don't recognize that my hour of triumph is at hand. What's he mean? What's he going to do? You'll see. Oh, you old If you touch me, McCraig, that bear will tear you to pieces. Get away from him, McCraig. Listen, Creeper, you're turning these men over to me. I promise you that justice will be served. Justice? <laughs> I make my own justice. Go get them, King. I know. Keep that bear away from me. Help me, McCraig. 
Chicago, get out of here at once. Get him, Kane. Oh, oh, oh. No, away. Oh, oh. He's killed. He's killed. Oh, oh. You're next, McClay. Chicago, go, please. That's it, King. The girl went out the door. That's how I'll get out. Oh, no, you don't, McClay. Get him, Kane. Oh, oh, keep him away from me. Look out. You're knocking over that ladder. You'll set the place on fire. He's not going to get me in. Why, oh, I won't stop us, will it, King? Oh, oh, get him, The others. I, I'm afraid that the bear took care of them. Oh, how awful. Well, we better be getting back to the camp. Yes, and I hope from the camp that we'll be getting back to the city. Yes, we can leave right away. Well, there's one thing about taking these vacation trips with you, Lamont. And what's that? It's always so nice to get back to town for a rest. <laughs> Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. In our last very exciting episode, the famed feathered fowl arrived in London, which is in England, with Miss H. Hullfinger, his secretary, confidant, traveling companion. Uh, that's it. The two were met at the airport by the chief police inspector and whisked through the streets of London. You know, Inspector, it's remarkable how much you resemble the police commissioner of Midland City. I have heard that, Winged Warrior. It's also remarkable that you sound so much alike, voice-wise, that is. I have heard that, too, yes. How would you explain this? One coincidence, I suppose. Oh, yes. And two, we have the same mother and father. Oh. Does that mean you're related? In a way, yes. In what way, Inspector? They're twin sisters. Oh. Wing Warrior, could we get down to business? Of course. What's first, Miss Hoffinger? You're going to a briefing session at the B.S. office. At the B.S. office. Does that mean... That means British security. That's what I thought. 
Well, here we are, Miss Helfinger. Wing it, Wadier. Follow me, please. Right. right. And without a moment's delay, the chief police inspector escorts the American crime-fighting team through the slickly waxed and polished corridors of the British security headquarters. If there are any questions about our operation, I'd be happy to answer them, Wing it, Wadier. Well, I do have one question, Inspector. Uh, yes. What kind of wax do you folks use on your floors? I mean, they really look... Swell. And this winged warrior is our special... Really shine. Equipment section. Oh, yes. Then you were here before? No. They showed it in this James Bond movie. It was the one where the girl was painted all gold all over, and then what happened... Winged warrior. Yes. The inspector is handing you something. Oh. What is this, inspector? This winged warrior is your security badge. Oh, yes. What is it, actually? A miniature bomb? Whenever you're here in our offices, you must wear it at all times, that's all. Does it do anything special? Well, only in the sense that it will permit you access through doors normally. Close. Oh, I see. Well, let's give it a try. Well, so the security badge does not permit one to walk through closed doors. Just who has been waxing those floors? What part is James Bond bound to play? And just where does Miss Hellfinger get off claiming that the police commissioner of Midland City and the chief police inspector are twin sisters? Does she think Dorothy will swallow that? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Not only did they break his body, but they also broke the creeper's mind. It was as twisted as his body. But everyone kept calling him the creeper, the shadow included. You know, Shakespeare once wrote, What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name which smell as sweet. Which may be true, but calling someone by their true name can be so healing. By continuing to call him the Creeper, Frank took on the characteristics of the Creeper, bent on vengeance, and forgot his former self. So, what's in a name? Well, it could be a whole lot. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>